The contents of our show have many references to alcohol and drinking. We want to acknowledge our friends in recovery and let them know we love you and support you. If you or someone you know is a person with substance use disorder, you can call 1-800-662-HELP. Sitters here, taxis not far, meet you at the closest bar. No toddler grass until sunrise, slowly sip that whiskey ride. Gather parents for us near, it's time to hit that bottle of Hello! Hey, people. Hi. What's up, dude? Oh, not much. What's up with you? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with you? Remember that uh, that part of um, uh, the best movie ever? No. Nope. That I can't think of. The sweetest <laughs> thing. <laughs> it's my oh. favorite movie ever, except I can't remember the name. What uh, is that? The sweetest thing, where she, uh, uh, Christina Applegate's character is at the bar, mm-hmm. and she meets that hot guy who might be an actor that I can't remember his name, and she's like, what's up and he's like what's up with you he might oh yeah yeah. he might say with you what's up with you and then she says then what's up with you and then they do that for the whole of the whole time yep Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um i love that movie it's a great just oh so good one of my all-time favorites hello is jane there it's the best it's the best line of the entire movie (laughs) i think that's why i get just like i got distracted when you didn't say that quote instead and you said um that other part because I was like oh that's just that's the quote I think of when I think of that movie hello I love uh I just I also love Jason Bateman in there even uh yeah but but when I think that was when I kind of first like really fell in love with him like as an actor because he was saying like I don't know why I remember this, but he's wa- getting walked out of the club and he's like, you're pinching my arm skin. I love I'm that like, line too. <laughs> I love it so Stop. much. Stop. <laughs> I have said that line. Me too. Like up recently, maybe. Maybe like a couple weeks ago. It's so weird. That's so wow. funny. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, we're same, meant same. to be friends. And lovers, apparently. And apparently. Should we talk about that? That might be fun. Well, we can just say that we have, we're not going to name any names, but somebody um, <laughs> thought that Sarah and I were in a in a, a romantic. romantic relationship, which um, is adorable, yet I, untrue. I, I, I was going to say, well, maybe we're in like a romantic, like friendship. Absolutely. But, um, I don't, uh, yeah. Like, I, I mean, love you like no other, you know? Yes. But, um, but in the way that they were implying, perhaps, uh, makes me... It just makes me laugh. It makes me giggle inside. <laughs> um, so so yeah. we have a spoiler. We got married. And <laughs> Send us um, honeymoon money. <laughs> yeah. We're going to put up our... Uh, no, but I think it's funny that you once accidentally called me hubby and it's my favorite thing. To yeah. Do. Yep. And now you're hubs. Hubs. Hey, hubby. That's it. Um, so how are you doing today, Sarah? I am five and a half, maybe a six. Oh, that's good. I like that. Six and a half? Yeah, six and a half. Six and a half. That's good. I like it. Yeah. I had my second therapy appointment. Um, 
which was How's great. that going? It's great. Yeah. It's great. I think it was so interesting because uh, today we were talking about things and I already was like, oh, I implemented things that we talked about last week already. Like, cool. Things from our conversation I had already put into action. Or what I said to her was I noticed them and I'd never some things I'd never noticed before I actually noticed myself noticing things. So I was doing something in my mind. I was like, Oh, why are you doing this? And it kind of was an interesting inner, inner catalog. Yeah. Um, so that felt really good. Um, uh, and yeah, there's some other things that we talked about, but I, I want to wait to kind of bring those up as we get into the conversation today, but it was, it was a very, I've, I kind of feel bad for her because I want to talk about so much. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, listen to this and then this and then here. I'm like, follow it all. You get it? Yeah. Are you going to come with me? Are you going to on this ride? <laughs> and then at the end, it's what do they call those red boards? Like red thread boards and crimes. Oh, like yeah, in yeah. all the crime movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's what we're doing here. Yeah. Keep up. <laughs> um, but it's, I, I don't know. There's something about talking to somebody that has no agenda because they don't, they're literally only there for you. And it's really freeing. Um, And she said things to me that make me feel good. Like she's actually, she compliments me and she doesn't even know me. And I, and it's easier for me to take it maybe, or it's helping me. Like she was like, you're a badass. I was like, Oh, (laughs) (laughs) maybe you like believe her. I think that's, well, that's it. Like, why would she blow smoke up my ass? Unless that's just, you know, part of her therapy is to blow smoke up people's ass. But, um, but no, we talked about something today and she kind of just goes, what you just said gave me chills. Like, Mm. it sounds like you, you know, you did something there, (laughs) but, um, that's awesome. Yeah. It's just, it's like, I'm so glad that you found a, well, here's the thing too. I think that the second part of it today is that we talked about social change and we talked about um, white supremacy and we talked about privilege and it was so refreshing that she was so open and honest and on the same page as me. Like Mm -hmm. she referred to the society we're living to as a white supremacist society. And that, I don't know, in having that relationship that is so comfortable with somebody that you feel the same way because I could have not yeah. felt the same way that she did about that. And sure. that she, and she know, could have you know not I mean? felt the same way. And that would be a huge conflict of interest. Well, like, exactly. 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 It's sort of just, was that's this amazing. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, that's amazing <laughs> that you're talking about white supremacy. I know, but, but it, it is, it is, it is. And she challenged me on things that I want to be challenged on. And it, right. it allows me to open up. Like, I think that that, that, it, you, I think when you find the, I'm not, I'm not saying she's the perfect fit because we've only had two conversations. So I'm not like, I'm not going to go. Right. What I do in my relationships is go, it's perfect. I yeah, love right, it. Right, right, right. Um, I can see us together forever. <laughs> we're going to be together forever. Um, but I can, I can at least attest to a, a relationship, I can, the feeling, right? And like feeling comfortable with someone though yeah. that fast. Yeah. Uh, I think is really important. N- not fast but it's important in a therapist relationship to feel comfortable and to be able to talk about everything because then what the fuck are you there for if not right right so um 
so anyway, today's second appointment was, it felt that. I felt that, like, these little twinges of, like, oh, she's there with me. Oh, she's there with me. Oh, she sees me. Oh, she hears me. Um, and it feels good. And I honestly yeah. didn't want to do it today. Not going to lie to you. I, like, yeah. as 12 comes, it starts to feel like, a, like, it starts to make me anxious and feel yeah. a little bit like I have mm-hmm. to bring my, you know, what yeah. am I going to talk about today? Right, right. Um, we... <laughs> We got loads. Yeah. <laughs> We're good. As, as, as soon as she's there, I was like, all right, A, B, C. And at the end, she's right. like, we didn't talk about these two things. Are you going to be okay? I'm like, we'll do it next We're, week. Let's yep. go. It's on the docket. <laughs> well, she, because I talked about Joe last week coming and she brought that up at the very end. She was just like, so just, you know, just want to circle back. Yeah. And if you need to talk uh, about she it. She sounds lovely. I just, it just, oh, it's cool. It's really yeah. cool. I um, love it. I love it so much. You know. And I, I, uh, I loved my dad's reaction. I don't, I think I told you this. Maybe I said this on the live. I don't remember when I said, um, you know, I'm going to therapy. I told my parents just in like conversation and they were both funny and shocked. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad goes, they weren't shocked, but they were just like, oh, why? You know, what's going yeah. on? Uh, I'm like life, 35 years of it. What do you mean? Um, and my dad said, oh, well, I hope she doesn't blame everything on me. And I said, oh, no, dad, I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> um, which of course I don't but it was just uh, funny. I was like no she doesn't I do though yeah well <laughs> give it to him straight but yeah it's been a really positive experience so far good good that's what we like to hear how are you um I can't really I don't want to put a number on it because I've been like kind of in waves today yeah so I yeah, think yeah. um I've been in a mostly good mood for the for a majority of the day of the day. I mean, talking to you, we had an exciting thing happen today. Yes, we did. Um, so I think that kind of set the energy, which was nice. Um, however, you know, I think I spoke on it before, but River is just like, I mean, she, I think the past week has been a little bit easier, a little bit better. She's getting better at listening, and we're not having so many um, blowouts there are still like some moments where it's, it's just getting really hard to like keep my cool about certain things, especially the not listening and having to repeat myself, you know, a hundred times and just feeling like it's, there's like not a human on the other side. I'm like, what's, who am I talking to? to? And she's been getting up really early and I'm kind of on my own for the most part. So, um, that's all good. But I don't know. And then I'm, I'm in a good mood now. I, she was in bed. Now she's up. So she's chilling in the other room. <laughs> chilling she might come say for hi. the most part. She might come say hi, but she's pretty tired. So I'm hoping what? that she's just going to lay on. I built her a little fort on the oh, floor. Cute. So I was just going to ask, do you think she'd fall asleep out there? Mm, no. Maybe if she's tired enough. If she, if she gets comfortable, she might, but I don't know. So uh-huh. that's all right. Well, mostly good isn't bad. Yeah, today, you know. Um, today, yeah. tomorrow might be different. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that it's better. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll be in even a higher high tomorrow. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? What? Um, what else? What happened today? That was kind of cool. Just 
just for like a little tidbit of I mean I think that there's a video out there that's circulating with about like <laughs> what is it at now like 200,000 okay. no not quite not quite oh yet. fuck it's, uh, I know that out. <laughs> no it's still a lot though it's, it's like, I know it's just a cool 126 right now damn 126,000 views on the story nope on the reel that Sarah posted of um um what what is it the, called what do they call it on Instagram now Oh, the real, the remix, a real. A remixing. Remix. Oh, remix. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remix. Birds papaya, Sarah from Birds Papaya's post the other day. Fucking insane. I mean, we I, just love her. Yes, I we think do. in general. Yeah. Um, but I mean, she was. You her, were the first shout out. <laughs> I know. I was just gonna say. Clearly, <laughs> the fact that she shouted us out has helped. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish. I wish. I, I, I don't want to say I wish anything. I should just, we should just take it. I'm, I'm grateful for it. I'm going to show gratitude to it. Um, but it's brought some people to our page. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, it's just Super a funny cool. thing. It's just like, it's such a thrill. Like a it weird, is. like. <laughs> it's like a fucking ride. How many it just more? keeps How going up. More? You're like, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, don't stop. <laughs> I mean, we used to get excited over like 2,000. We're I like, know. Oh, damn. No, no, nothing's ever going to feel this same. Nothing's. It's all. She ruined it for us. Oh, my you God. You ruined it for us. I know. Sorry. In the best way. <laughs> We're just going to have to keep uh, remixing people that way. Sure. But I think that the, the, the message to it, like I already had a couple uh, friends. One of my friend, Dee, kind of messaged me and she was like, it's so nice to see normal bodies or for someone to say that I don't have to fucking care about my body so much after birth. Like yeah. basically like, so it's so great to see so many people saying that. And I hope that it's something that continues. And it is like for people, I mean, I've had body issues my whole life, but like after birth, you know, so many people say, well, I breastfed and lost all my weight. Or like, I got back in my pants a minute later and this, I like lost the baby and I was 10 pounds lighter than I was before. You know, right. it's like, why do we fucking care? Why is that right. even a conversation? Um, yeah. I'm, so I'm hoping... Oh, go ahead. No, no. Hoping that that's, you know, we're all, that's the movement towards that direction of stopping all this. I mean, I see these celebrities most recently that have recently had babies and um, they're posting their bodies. And I'm like, I know you don't mean for this to be problematic, but it's feeling to me problematic. And I don't know if I'm oversensitive to it because it's, we're so um, attuned to that happening right now in society. Um, or the, you know, this, we're trying to fix that and we're trying to abolish all of that, but. Right. Well, I think there's a difference in like, if that person lives on the beach and they are body confident enough after having a baby to go into the ocean that I'm saying like, fuck yeah, go for it. But if it's, if it's on the side of, I feel like I need to show my body to show that I'm back to what I need, Mm -hmm. like it's more of that, right. You know, it's like, they feel the need to show their body so that they can show that they aren't fat. Oh, bad word, bad word. But, but in this, in their mind, right. uh, show that they lost the weight, show that they shed because that's what society Yeah. And then there's also the thing of like, you know, we want to support everybody and and be like, you know, absolutely post what you want to post and yes, in your own right. I think it's, if I were, were more sensitive and I'm not so sensitive to that, if I were a more sensitive person to that, I would find following this person's journey and seeing that as I would be intimidated by it and feel like I needed to do the same thing. Right. And that's my experience. Well, 
I think 100%. I think that the, the fact that we need to show our bodies at all to show that there's been pro- like the fact that we feel the need to even talk about it is the problem, right? Like, why can't we just have our bodies, let them be bodies, be proud of them, love them, and not have to show how much we've lost or gained because, or, you know, not have to show that we're on the right direction after giving birth to a child. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's making sense or if that's coming out the way I wanted to, but like, like this is the way you the should problem. do things. Well, like like we're so concerned about our bodies that we are posting them. We're like I feel that the that we should just not give a fuck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, we should be and happy not, that we're alive and healthy, right? Well, yeah, I mean, just just not give a fuck about the 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 I don't even want to use word I don't even want to use phrases like 10 extra pounds or 30 extra pounds because whose fucking basis is that right. that you know it's like uh our bodies are bodies and like when I was like you... six <laughs> should I be like I was 100 pounds and I was you know like, yeah. like your bodies change yeah. over time that's oh, yeah. all of that right your weight is never and, one and thing no and it, I mean most people weigh very different things throughout like you know in the past year I've weighed 20 pounds up and 20 pounds down and 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 that's just a journey that my body went on. And I'm not saying this like I'm all, I, it's been a fucking hard ride, but, um, but I want to be able to do that and let my body gain pounds when it needs to, because it's protecting me and then lose them when we feel like we're comfortable again. Yeah. And that's what bodies should be there right. for. So, um, you right. know, being proud of us, whatever stage our body is in at the moment, mm-hmm. which is really hard. It do. is really hard. <laughs> <laughs> But I think saying it to yourself and saying that out loud and following these accounts that I think the reason that we love birth papaya so much originally started from kind of altering my mindset in general about the way I see my body and and, um, Mm -hmm. the body positivity movement and body image in general. And that's where that all, my kind of world changed a little bit. And that was... I think like a year and a half ago when I first started following her and um, I I can say that it helps me when I get like down on myself after, you know, we talk about this, like those moments after a shower or those things when you're getting dressed or going to the bathroom or anything like that. There's just moments where you really, it's so easy to just be like, I fucking this and 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 I can say that it has helped just seeing it and talking about it and having it be in my in my vision or like in my circle really yeah yeah it's it's even just having it even in your peripheral is helpful Mm -hmm. yeah 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 um yeah I actually I was like looking in the mirror the other day I'm like well if my nose just did a little bit of this and then a little bit of this and then if like oh that's why I don't like my side because I was like playing with my face like how could I feel better about myself and I was like what the fuck yeah. am I, doing? I mean we can do it all day why do I care it's crazy it's uh it's not crazy but it's it's uh not healthy it's not so, healthy for our brains but yeah I think I think when I saw her post that that was that I had that moment where I was like She's posted her, you know, she's posted her body before, Mm -hmm. but the way that it felt more like, oh, these are my clothes and then watch, boop. Yeah. And then I'm going to jiggle it a little bit. Yep. As a, you know, I just thought that was, it like took me aback when I first saw it. So I was like, all right, 
let's do it. Let's do it. And you did it. <laughs> and it's amazing. And I'm proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm proud of you for all the other reasons. Thank you. Thanks, my love, my hubs, Thank you. my heart. Thanks, <laughs> Uh, what else? Do we have anything else? Um, Any other little, little, little baby tidbits? Um, no, I don't think. Oh well, you know, we did see. <laughs> this just made me laugh. Um, the post I sent you the other day about the seven girls who bought a mansion and they're all oh my god together, yeah. and <laughs> everyone in the comments is. I was going through the comments to see if this was the same story or a different story. Oh yeah, because there was no information in the caption like whatsoever, so it was just like. Ha ha, and then tagged whatever, but it was from a, like a meme account, so I was confused why there was no um, origin. Anywho, I was going through the through the comments, and one of the comments was like, all of them were like girls tagging their besties and being like, "This right, is us right, when we're right. older," and um, like, "This should be us one day," and let's do fuck everything, let's go. And my favorite comment was um, tagged her friend was like, "I'll probably get I'll probably get divorced someday soon." <laughs> <laughs> amazing i mean it's not amazing you're getting divorced i just love the like blatant like right. probably oh, joking but like right, i love right. i love the fact that she's just like i'll probably get divorced soon let's go i just right. that right. made me laugh because we have been talking about that and that's just um, like the brutal honesty of it i was actually looking to see if i could find it where you sent it to me yeah i can't that's so weird it's funny so um it was so good that's so good um that's that um we are gonna give some we are gonna share some space tonight today whenever you're listening um before we get into our our main topic we are gonna talk about that it is um black maternal health week and we're gonna get into that sarah wanted to talk about this and i think it's a great idea so we are gonna get into that um we are gonna give some space to what's been going on though in the past I mean, since forever, honestly, but um, yeah, some awful things happened this week, and we want to talk about them. So this might not be a political podcast, but um, we are mothers, and my heart aches for the people who are losing their children. Mm-hmm. And um, if nothing else, what is our purpose here, if not as mothers, but as human beings to care about other people? So... We are going to talk about that a little bit. Um, did you have anything you wanted to add to that, Sarah? No, I think you said that perfectly. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so just a couple of things that I want to point out and feel, tell me if anything you want to add or any, um, any anything. Um, okay, so we all know that voting is very important. And I just want to say again to make sure that everybody is kind of checking their their local you know their local um elections making sure that you're staying on top of that um for us in boston we are voting for a new mayor that is and this is a good thing we are voting for a new mayor in um in september and because our current mayor was just called to biden's cabinet or old current mayor so we actually have which i think is pretty cool there um there's a few people on the list, but are on the docket or on the ballot, whatever. But um, the five main people are people of color and three of them are women. Awesome. Nice. So um, that's really exciting. So if you're in Massachusetts, make sure that you're paying attention. Um, we'll be doing the preliminaries 
preliminaries? Sure. In September. <laughs> and then the actual election is in November, of course. Um, midterms 2022. These are all things that I'm getting at to just, we need to make sure that we are voting for people who are ready to actually take action on police um, reform funding. And, yeah. And defunding and reforming, removing the police I, and I how we go about handling yeah. this. And then as well as we're going to get into, but as well um, with gun control, we need to, we need to get anybody out of office who's going to be against any of these policy reforms because mm-hmm. this is a fucking shit show. And if nothing else, we need to start having people in office that are ready to fucking fight. Cause there's a lot of fucking standing by and doing nothing mm-hmm. and it's bullshit. Um, <clears throat> that, yep. Yeah, but I 100% the reason why voting is, I mean, we could get into so many things because, um, because of also the voter oppression that's happening in places like Georgia mm-hmm. um, and and uh, how all of that is just so obviously racist at this point, but it's still happening. Yep. Um, when you brought up gun control, it's so funny. I, so off the topic, or not so off topic, but like so um, random. I was reading my journal because I went through all my stuff over here and I have a... Um, entry in about pulse in orlando when that shooting happened i was Mm -hmm. writing about it like this just happened like life dear journal life sucks right now look what's going on um and like in that it's so interesting because in that i wrote you know gun control is an issue but i think the bigger issue is whatever i wrote uh and to be transparent it was like talking about mental health and like how Mm -hmm. people that are using the guns maybe they'd find another way and it's just so interesting that one that I thought that way back then because wow right <laughs> what was I what what how uneducated on things I was um well I think that that's that's a good response to that I think well right right but 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 it, it just the, funny that you bring that up now because I I it's like such a uh we need to educate ourselves mm-hmm. on things and policy and and I just mm-hmm. it's not that I didn't care I I I was thinking as a white woman going well, it's just about mental health. It's just, you know, it's just that these people need to be, uh, they, what, what I was coming from was a, a space of, we need to give people more uh, help mentally. Like I, I was coming from a good place. It was just misguided. Yeah. It was a very misplaced place to come from. But um, anyway, sorry, that just made me think about that and how far you can go when you just pay attention. Right. Well, there's, I mean, there's that, I was going to touch touch on this or wanted to share it in our, in our story post, but there's that um, photo kind of going around that says like, who has to die for you to start caring about this? Right. Absolutely. Because, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. I've talked about this with people in my circle and when we talk about it, it's like, I don't know, like who has, who, who, ha- who is it? Because right. unless what, unless it's directly related to you, when are you going to start caring? Mm-hmm. There's too, this is happening too much. It's fucked. And it's scary. And it's been happening. And it, the reason that yeah. we're seeing it is because of fucking social media and because of fucking technology. Like, this was happening before, but imagine Absolutely. the scarier thing is imagine how much more it was going. And it still is going unnoticed and it still right. is getting pushed under the rug. And it still is unfair to the mth degree. The mth? The umph? Excuse me. <laughs> so riled up. I got you. Um, 
but to imagine that, you know, we've seen so much more of it now. It's been so much more exposed, but it's still happening. Mm-hmm. It's still happening. Yeah. Multiple times a fucking day. You know, it's not like. There have been 45 mass shootings in the past month. Jesus Christ. <laughs> fucking insane. So. <clears throat> Like, are... let's go back into lockdown, right? I mean, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but we need we need a lot to happen. We need to we need to start caring about other people. We need to hold people accountable. There need to be systems in place. Better systems in place, destroying the old systems because without that, this is genocide. This isn't this is a pandemic. Racism is a pandemic. So on the on the topic of giving space, um, what this week is, which you are going to be you're going to be hearing this next week, so it's already passed, but I think it's still very important to uh, give space to because this isn't a matter that happens in a week; it's a matter that happens every day. Uh, and it's something that needs to be brought mm-hmm. attention to so we can also f- work towards fixing it. Um, it is isn't. It is a problem that I never thought of um, before becoming a mother, and uh, not until recently when I started following other mothers and seeing their struggles and then looking more into it. So Black Maternal Health Week um, was founded by Black Mamas Matter, alliance um and it's meant to raise awareness it is meant to deepen the national conversation about black maternal health amplify community-driven policy research activism and care solutions center the voices of black mamas provide a national platform for black-led entities and efforts on mental health birth and reproductive justice um so again this this it's last week when you're listening because this is coming out on Tuesday, but you can definitely go donate. We will actually put um, a list of do- places to donate uh, at the end of this, and we'll talk about some more, but just mm-hmm. at the top here. Uh, but but Black Mamas Matter Alliance um, has a sponsorship as well, which I'm assuming you can sponsor for next year or, or be a sponsor still, even though the week is over. Um, so it's a sponsorship program online, or you can donate. Um, so... If you want to, if you feel it's something that you, you know, believe in, which you should, uh, <laughs> please go donate uh, if you have the means to, or your time, or your energy, or your your brain to educating yourself. Whatever it is you have that you can actually, um, yeah, you know, um, yeah, yes, and yes, we're going to we be donating yes, we are. to yes, them we are. as well. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of just a discussion on that. And, and, you know, some, we are, you know, we are two white women. We acknowledge that. So this is our, you know, in lieu of having a physical human to come on and talk to you, um, that is in the black community, we are going to give space to, uh, some education that we have found and also a few people that, um, we want to forward you to, mm-hmm. um, what kind of beer is that? Stella. I look at you. Okay, so I, um, you know, in, 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 just at the beginning of this conversation, I think it would be important just to talk about some statistics just to, to show. And it's interesting, because when I was looking, 
um, I found a study from the 90s that was like, uh, well, it was like black maternal health is very important and it needs to be important through the 90s. And I'm like, well, bitch, you didn't do a whole lot because it hasn't changed Uh, much. But it was interesting to see that it was, you know, topical then. But absolutely. um, um, So there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot behind this. Right. So so. So this is sort of like the spark notes of it. So please, 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 we urge you to go research and, and, you know, in an hour conversation, we can't really touch everything, but, mm-hmm. um, black women are three to four times more likely to experience a pregnancy related death than white women. Is this the three current to four one? Times. Is this the current? This is, I have from, oh, sorry. This is April, 2018. Oh, okay. This is 2018. Okay. I couldn't, unless you could, unless you found, um, even, closer statistics than statistics than that um i saw anywhere from like two to yeah it was like two to three and then i would say three to four so let's go with three to four because i'm sure that's Uh, higher than that i i prefer like i'd love to have a um i'd love to have a percentage or like uh uh, like an actual science well uh, i can tell you this that people of color are 243 percent more likely to die from pregnancy or or childbirth related causes so two hundred and forty three percent more likely. I mean, that's it. That's a mind blowing. That's a mind blowing number. Yeah. And it's not. So the next the next thing I have, which goes directly into that, is black women are more likely to experience preventable maternal death compared to white women. Mm-hmm. Preventable. Like that's. Um, All these things that, that they say that, and the CDC spoke about this as well. But they mm-hmm, all these things that they are saying and some of a few of them that I, I wrote down um I don't I, and I don't <laughs> I'm not a doctor I don't know how to pronounce these names so um just bear with me here but cardiomyopathy um okay. thrombonic pulmonary embolism which we know of um hypertensive disorders and hemorrhage hemorrhaging these are all things yeah. that can be prevented if mm-hmm. diagnosed if listened to Exactly. And I, as you're saying that, the thing that I have under this is black women are more likely to experience complications that you just said than white women yeah. because they're being, because they're not being listened to mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. Um, the last, the last one I want to say, it's just kind of like the three, the three um, outline dots here, the black women's heightened risk of pregnancy related death spans income and education levels. So if you're going to have to go like, don't be that person that says it's because they don't have money. It spans. This is not a this no. is not a money thing. This is a racist no. thing. No, right, right. And we have um, and we actually have stories about that tonight. If, yes, if we'll we get into them, but um, yeah. um, two women who one woman who was even working with the CDC on preventing these kinds of yes. types of causes. Yes. Um. So yeah, <laughs> it's um it's 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 definitely something that we need to talk about. Something that we need to we need to change. There's a lot of things that um that happen, and these are a lot of preventable preventable, preventable things from happening. So just to name a few, you know, we did talk about the different, um, diag, diagnos, diagnoses, diag, 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 diet, what, what diagnosis, diag- diagnosis, plural, diagnosis, plural, plural please. Yep. Okay. <laughs> diagnosis, plural. Um, diagnosis. So Access to the, these are just some things. Access to things that you know might seem so basic and like human rights, right? Like basic human rights or basic necessities, I should say. I don't want to say human rights because obviously 
we're not giving them to every single human. Um, but things like healthy food, clean water, safe neighborhoods, good schools, decent jobs, reliable transportation, access to high quality care, access to any kind of healthcare. Any, yes. Um, missed or delayed diagnosis. Mm-hmm. The lack of knowledge by a patient or physician to recognize the warning signs. And um, patients of color are sometimes treated by trainees rather than fully trained professionals. These are all things that can be prevented should we start caring about people and start and stop the systemic racism that has been going on for far too long. And I think to, to, to piggyback on that, it's, it's, it's in the system. And, and my example of that is mm-hmm. I, the, uh, the person that I follow, um, her name's Style Fit Fatty. I think her name is Fatima. Um, no, I think, let me re-say that. I don't want to say I think her name is Fatima. Um, oh my God, it's Chinese again. <laughs> sorry. Don't be sorry. <laughs> okay. So, um, uh, Fatima Dedrickson, she is on Instagram as Style Fit Fatty. Um, she, it was a while ago, actually, that I'd seen her post um, her stories on Instagram. And she started talking about her first um, pregnancy and and how it was awful and how it just felt like she wasn't being listened to. Um, and so much more than that. Um, but talking about how beyond that, she found someone that she loved and felt comfortable with. Like, she, because she was also saying, you don't know what you don't know. So I didn't even realize how bad it was mm-hmm. because I'd never been, I'd never been through it before. Um, but anyway, uh, she, she had mentioned, uh, my OB with Noah told me you're black, your pain tolerance is higher. So you'll be fine. <clears throat> and then reposted that someone else had commented on it. Uh, I was legit told this in nursing school. It was prevented presented as a fact. That is a problem. That isn't a fact. Right. That's not science. No. It's being taught as science. Mm-hmm. And that's very, very scary that we are trusting. That's a big, oh, that's an even bigger thing. But the system, that we trust the system to put our lives in their hands. But it's really only okay if you're white. So. I mean, it's <laughs> insane when you when you even think about growing up in, in history books. And when I was looking up these diseases, right. though, Every picture is of a white person, and not that. No, but yes, yes, come on. The representation isn't even in our history, like in our science books. Thank God we're talking about this and that we are paying attention to it, and we are not saying we are, you know, whatever. We're doing, we're we're trying to be the best person that we feel like we want to be. I want to be an advocate. I want to be an abolitionist. Mm-hmm. I want to be mm-hmm. working towards anti-racism for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Growing up, you didn't see this kind of representation or even this kind of movement or stir or energy about this. And it's, well, where I grew up, I should say, I grew up in a very white town, as we've talked about, very white privileged town. Yes. I didn't see this growing up and I didn't, I knew, maybe I knew there was lacking representation but it was also like stereotypical when you did see the representation. Right. I didn't see rawness uh-huh. or the realness or see other other ethnic, ethnicities, other 
other people who just like even live in different areas. I mean, I can even say from where I lived, I mean, in California, it's a very diverse place to live. I don't get to see anything represented correctly. And even to like be able to dive in and really try to educate ourselves as much as we can is such, I don't want to ever say that that is not privilege. I am so privileged to just be able to do this. This is my privilege is getting to do the education and reading up on this. It is not the same. I am not going to feel the same. I am not going to understand. But I'm fucking happy to be doing it. I, it's an honor and a privilege to be doing it because it's fucking important and it needs to, yes, it needs, it all needs. Uh, well, I, I, I think that you're, that saying that is like, it's a privilege that we are learning about it and didn't have to go through mm-hmm. it, period. Absolutely. You're immediately privileged. You immediately have privilege if you haven't been in that life. Right. Right. Um, and, you know. Not you know, not to go back to it, but all these all these shootings, these police shootings that are happening, um, we don't have to fear sending our child out the same way that black mothers do. No. Um, so not only is their maternal health, but their being a mother and worrying about their mental health is uh, 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 something I can't even imagine. Because as much as I worry about Owen, uh, I don't have to worry about those things. Right. And. It's a fucking vicious cycle. It, it doesn't, you know, it's, it's this world, this place we live is just scary. Some it's often. Yeah. All the time. If you're paying attention all the time, if you're paying attention, it's a privilege. I had this thought today. It's a privilege that I get to go, oh, I can't look at this anymore. I'm going to turn it right. off. Right. Yeah. And it's got to stop. It's got to change. So. So. <clears throat> so. <laughs> so. Um, okay. So just to go into just a little bit more of some statistics that I have, um, something that I read today and it was the title of an article and I cannot remember where I saw it. I think it was NPR, but I could be wrong. Um, but it said we are failing black mothers. And I think that was very powerful. Um, we need to feel that way and do something about it. So we gave you some statistics three to four times more likely, um, than white women. So for now talking about infant deaths, um, 10.8 deaths per 1,000 live births, um, babies of color. Mm. 10.8 per 1,000? Mm-hmm. That's insane. That is. And what this is, is it's either during, um, during childbirth or within the first year due to causes from the birth. Mm. So this is lack of care after birth. This is lack of listening during birth. This is the mother maybe saying after giving birth, I feel something's wrong. Something's going on. I feel like there's something wrong with my baby, something wrong with me, not being heard. There's, there's one appointment after you give birth. This is another issue. There's one appointment after you give birth. That's it. And then you're free to roam. And that's when your body is 
changing as much in reverse. It's now healing, which is double like overtime, I feel like. I don't know if that's the right science, wow. but it feels no, like it's overtime. Yeah. Well, and, and, you're, and you're taking care of the yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, if yeah, you're, yeah, if you're, if you're breastfeeding. Or just in general, right. you're taking care. Like, right. Your, your body's you know, doing a lot. Your body has to, yeah, your body has to, your body has to pick. They're like, here, well, if you have a C-section or, or whatever, here, you can't pick anything up, but here's your baby. Right, right, right. So, yeah, nothing over 10 pounds, but here's your 10 pound baby. Bye. Right. I used to think about that all the time. I'm like, wait, but how am I supposed to hold River and like walk up I had three flights of stairs to our right. apartment? And I'm like, how am I supposed to walk up three flights of stairs while holding my baby? But you don't walk up any stairs. I'm like, okay. And don't carry a baby. <laughs> Sounds good. Tell me how that works Great. out. Great. So um, I have that. Um, I had something that I thought that when I read it, I hadn't thought about it. I just thought it was, a, it's an interesting thought. Um, okay. something that I think we should pay attention to and think about. Okay. So some of the people when I was reading were saying, when you're kind of looking at like, what needs to change, what can we do? Um, what are the next steps? And some people were saying, or what can you do as a woman of color right now? You know, if you're pregnant in the beginning, what can you do? A couple of the things were to try to get a doctor of color. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also to ask, well, I won't get into that part, but let's start out with getting a, um, trying to find a doctor of color. First of all, I just want to say that 4% of doctors in the United States are black. 4%. Black women or just black? Black. Mm. That's not even to say how many of them are OBGYN or trained in um, maternal health, right? So My OBGYN was a black woman, so I was very lucky to have her. But not yeah. ju- not because she was a black woman. She was an incredible doctor. But yeah. Um, uh, and you lived in New York City, right? So, like, that's right. I mean, think about places. That's where the four percent was. <laughs> yeah, and this is this is leading from, you know, a lack of early education about that this, or even a lack of exposure, seeing yes. that you yes. can be a doctor and you can be black yes. when you're a young little boy living in a in a town that's so oh, secluded. Yeah. You don't know these things. You don't see that opportunity for yourself. This is a problem. We'll get into that, or maybe we won't. But <laughs> it's it, it's all a problem. Okay, it's all a fucking problem. But um, so that was being said. And the, the alternate side of that is that by adulthood, structured racism has affected black women all their life. And the race of a doctor might not be able to counteract those disadvantages. Oh, interesting. So weathering takes, takes effect as well. Interesting. So weathering, by definition, is being worn down in this case by the weight and discrimination from systemic racism. But it's being worn down, the act of being worn down over time. And that can do a lot to you as well and can affect your mental health, can affect your physical health. Mm-hmm. So sometimes maybe finding a doctor of color is not the end all be all, right? Mm-hmm. So there are things that we can do. Um, I have some things that we can do, but did you have anything that you want to throw no. in there? Uh, no? no. Well, no, I just, I think that's super interesting. Um, it is. Because. I didn't think of it that way. No, no. And uh, well, what I would imagine, and this is me just talking out my ass, so please forgive me if I sound like an idiot, but uh, is that instead of a doctor of color, it would need you need to find an advocate who's had a child who is black. You need to find a black woman who's had a kid. Like <laughs> that, that's your person. But how does that help you in the world of, uh, in the medical world? Like to have an advocate. Places where medical school isn't even a thought. Right, right. It's like I, 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 uh, 
I, I don't want to discredit um I also don't want I mean this is a statistic and, and it's important I just I also like as I'm talking off the cuff don't want to discredit uh black doctors <laughs> as I'm like talking but um but no that's that's just so you're but I'm understanding that they would be conditioned to the same things that the system has put on all of our other doctors so they would also maybe have that mindset of um you have a higher pain tolerance like just as an example is mm-hmm. what we're saying right yeah okay. it's not like a it's not like a safety net so i think going into that like some things that just from research this isn't alicia's list of all the things you can do this is just a list of a couple of things that i saw and resonate with me and seem tangible not necessarily for me but i think in general population so um, again, bringing you back to voting or just staying active in um, your local government is encouraging your legislators, policymakers, hospital administrators to acknowledge the disparity, the disparities due to systemic racism, mm-hmm. not just acknowledge the disparities, understand that this is due to something, a problem that can be fixed. Should we fucking pay attention to it? Yes. Educate physicians and nurses and put policies into place to reduce the disparities. Mm-hmm. Make sure that it starts from medical school. There are people who I saw touched on briefly that are really pushing to make sure that this is an actual course that you have to go yes. through. Anti-racism is a course in medical school that you have to go through and you have to be tested on. And it, you have to be held accountable just the same way that you would for any other professional competency test. That's, that's amazing. Important. That's amazing. Um, I hate to say that's amazing for something that uh, shouldn't even have to be in place in the first place. So sure. I just want to acknowledge that. I know that me saying that's amazing is not. But it feels good, right? Right. So that's it's, it's, it feels like it's going in the right direction. So let me just, yeah. just Yeah. Okay. Um, find the low-performing hospitals. Mm-hmm. Find advocates to visit those hospitals and ask questions. Mm-hmm. Ask all the fucking questions. What do you do about this when this happens? How do you handle this situation? And if you see any kind of hesitation... Not saying you, but maybe you can talk to your local um, community organizers. Um, Okay, so for for Black women, I read that not for I don't I'm not going to tell anybody what to do, but this is something that I saw that would you know I think it's important and kind of like I think for anyone like ask what their what your doctor's stance is Mm -hmm. on the Black mortality rate. And if they give you any hesitation again, or if there is any answer that is unsatisfactory, peace fucking bye. That's just like professional, like that's like professional. um, That's not the word I'm using. That is, I think, a great way to seed it out and hopefully you can be listened to. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, Because if they say, Oh, you're fine. Oh, we're good here. We're good like, here. Well, no. What are you doing? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank here. you. Bye. Yeah. Um, medical school and training needs to address racism and hold students accountable by testing on the subject. I already said that. Um, and we need more doctors of color. So that's mm-hmm. easier said than done. Again, this starts from the very, the very, very root. Not having access to these things. Little kids, they don't know that this could even be in their, in their world. Right. Um, these are some things that can be done. Yeah. Well, this is so dumb. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I was just gonna say shout out to Shonda Rhimes for showing black doctors on TV. But I mean, <laughs> what, right? Like, yeah, the little things. And that's wherever you can, wherever we can see it. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, that's a dumb thing to say, but, uh, <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, but I think, I mean, those are actionable. It's all going to, it's, it's such a big problem that it's all going to feel like you're not doing enough, I think. But if everybody does something, it will turn into something. Mm-hmm. Everybody just finds a way that they can change it. Even if it's a little bit, it's, it's so much better than just going, I can't do anything. Right. Because we can all change this. Right. It's too big for me. I can't get involved. It's yeah. No. I can't get involved. It's how change starts. It's right. how change starts. Right. And I can't get involved is, uh, it's, I don't, it doesn't involve me. I can't get involved is the most privileged thing someone can right. say. Right. Um, I think, um, well, I guess I, we could go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I said this a while ago, but your silence can be so loud. So mm-hmm. take that into account. Yes. And recognize that, that, that I, you being silent is your privilege. Yes. And knock it the fuck off. <laughs> I thought you were talking to me for a second. I was like, I know, I'm just thinking. I just, <laughs> I was like, I know, I'm just like, Ooh. no. Um, no. I, I wanted to, this is, look, I'm like with my Instagram people here and you have actual articles, but I I wanted to point out um, someone that we follow, Christian Gabriel um, is her name on Instagram and she is LGBTQ. She is a black mother um, and she just posted this week about um, maternal health, black maternal health week. And it's just kind of another little story to, to amplify what we're saying. Um, but I really like the way she put it and I'm just going to actually read what she wrote. Um, this week is black maternal health week. Did you know if you didn't now you do, it's not disappointing that you didn't know what's disappointing is that once again, there has to be a call out week to acknowledge black people and draw attention to the issues at hand. Black mamas should be celebrated. Always black mamas should be listened to always black mamas should be treated fair. Always. Black mamas matter always. I was diagnosed with hypermesis, hypermesis uh, with my first pregnancy. So that is like, uh, I hope I don't get this wrong, but that's like insane sickness, throwing up, dehydrated all the time. Like hypermesis is, is uh, uh, morning sickness on crack. Um, I was diagnosed with hypermesis with my first pregnancy. So I knew what I was up against with my second. At four and a half weeks, I started to get sick. I begged and pleaded the doctors to get ahead of it and begin care. I did not receive proper care until I was 11 weeks pregnant. That's seven weeks of suffering. That's seven weeks of multiple trips to the ER. That's seven weeks of fighting for my life and the life of my baby. That's seven weeks of deteriorating mental health. That's seven weeks knowing I didn't matter to them. I matter. We matter. Black mamas are strong, but we still deserve proper proper medical care. We shouldn't have to fight for what is right, but we do. Black mama strong. Um, I just think that she put it in such a way that I don't think I ever could have. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but it's 
it's just that's just one example that's just one woman out of mm-hmm. how many all of them <sighs> yeah i think it's safe to say everyone's affected by it in the black community um so um I did want to touch on just one more thing that I was reading when I was going through um, trying to find what certain places were doing about education on this, starting from medical school. Um, So there is a group of people who started um, started a coalition of some sort um, called White Coats for Black Lives, and it's doctors who started in, or students who started in medical school. Um basically i can i can read it to you from their actual website but basically they are encouraging um fighting for trying to pass legislation for or um passed by their administrators they are trying to get people to have to put anti-racism courses into the medical school right um so amazing what do you call that the thing Cur- that the, curriculum. curriculum curriculum the thing your kid your, your kid gives you yeah okay Sometimes the I thing can. your teacher gives you uh, your syllabus what school again i'm sorry <laughs> i'm like i went to school twice and i still don't know, I, don't know. <laughs> I, I think i went to school at one point uh, um, i went to school twice what does that even mean <laughs> i have no idea i didn't go to college I tried, but I could have. I could have said college. I just said school, which just yeah. Sounds, I, went I went to school, to school twice. You probably went to school a lot more times than that. I went to like twenty-seven <laughs> different high schools. We're all good. <laughs> I went to two classes, and I know it all. Go on, sorry. Okay, um, so something that I think that they are doing that is really cool is they have this um, thing called a racial justice report card. So I'm just going to read it to you straight from their website. What this means. The Racial Justice Report Card is a White Coats for Black Lives initiative in which medical students and house staff, so residents and fellows um, working in hospitals, um, caregiver facilities, collaborate with community organization to grade their schools and hospitals. It is an organizing and accountability tool that articulates a vision of a medical education and healthcare system grounded in racial justice. The 2020 to 2021 Racial Justice Report Card is now available. Um, please contact the National Working Group if you would like to participate. So a little bit about this. I won't go in, I won't read their entire page, but um, I just think this is really cool. Yeah, I think no, it's I actionable. So I think much. it's, I think it's um, important. I think we're, we're getting to the root of problems here. Um, obviously, I think that education not only needs to go to medical students, but as well as doctors who have been in the profession for 40 years, for 30 years, for 20 years, for 10 years, five years, however long it's been, I think it could be every single person should go through it, in my opinion. Anyway. Yes, I agree. So the uh, racial justice report card consists of metrics that evaluate an academic center's curriculum and climate, student and faculty diversity, policing, um, sorry, (laughs) policing, 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 racial integration of clinical care sites, treatment of workers and research protocols. In recent years, URM faculty, administrators, and students have spearheaded efforts to recruit diverse student bodies. The RJRC hopes to galvanize support for the institutional changes required to create an environment in which URM students and their patients can thrive. Um, So it has a couple little examples. It has some like screenshots from one. There's one from, if you guys want to check out their websites, whitecoatsforblacklives.org. 
um, they have a little report card from Harvard Medical School and what they got. I think it's interesting. Wait, tell us. What did they get? Um, TT, spill it. They got a B minus. So Harvard. I mean, okay, but it's fucking Massachusetts, one of the most problematically racist. Um, argumentatively or unargumentatively, one of the most racist states. Yes. Well, so. I guess that doesn't surprise me. I'm just like quite clearly racist. Not as, yes. Yeah. Clearly not as a. Uh, anyway. Okay. Inclusive as we, one might hope. So well, you can go on here. You can download it. You can see some from other places. Um, you can see the questions that they ask. How to take these? If you work in this kind of place, if you work in community community organizing, I think it. Um, Again, something that is actionable, something that you can do. So we'll include all of that in our show notes um, on Tuesday. On today. Yes. On today. Today. It should be there today. It should Thank be you. there today. <laughs> all right. So thank you for sharing that space with us. Thank you for our, you know, thank you for our privilege. We understand our privilege that we are able to kind of give this space. And again, we are honored to do so. And we humbly ask that you yeah well or you know and you know what if you're listening and you're going uh we are open to we are we know we're not perfect and um we will take it is not anyone's uh job to give us feedback or correct us but if we say something that isn't correct we are open to being um, told because we want to do the right thing in forwarding this movement and in creating social change. So if that, <laughs> if that is not the choppiest way to say, uh, we're doing our best <laughs> tell us if we fuck up and we'll fix it. Um, I, I do want to say, might not fix it. We'll just go like, yes. well, you're right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Yeah, we might not fix it. We you're will absolutely go, right. What we will do is right. say, you're right. We will do better from now on. Um, absolutely. Always. Every day. Always. This every is day. a, we are, there's no end point here. Yes, Keep that in right. mind. Exactly. Right? Before we sign off of here, I do just want to kind of bring up that, um, what we talked about growing up in uh, a place where it was not, culturally diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm finding that literally in talking to my therapist today, when we were talking about, um, I kind of was telling her about this episode. Um, I realized I don't have any black mom friends in my circle and looking at my surroundings and my, what's surrounding me is showing that it's happening still. Yeah. And I'm in LA. So it's like, I'm still in a place. And, and you said that too, but um, you know, unfortunately 40 years how old am I? 35. 35 years have passed and it hasn't changed. Are you 40? I am not 40, please. Thank you very much. Um, but just, just to note that, like, I, I see that now and now, and you know what that means? That, that, that an effort needs to be made to change that. Um, so, you know, at this moment, I'm going to say that out loud. Like it, it, I, I want Owen to be around, um, many different many different cultures and, and, and understand what his privilege is and uh, be able to not grow up the same way I did. I, I don't, that sounds yeah. bad, but uh, in, in an environment that, that challenges him to be better and to use his uh, 
white space for positive change. Yeah. yeah. And just to recognize that there's a difference. There's a problem. There's disparities. There's inequity. And you won't know that without seeing it, without exactly. paying attention like to it. Exactly like you said. Yes. Right. So. Uh, so after that weird rant. <laughs> um, Sarah just thinks she's so weird all the time lately. <laughs> I'm just talking and it's, I, I'll feel good. And then I get this weird little like, what yeah. are you, what are you I, saying, butterfly? <laughs> Hi, Munchkin. Oh my God, that was so creepy. Did she just shut the door? She come in, sneak in? It's like cracked and she's just looking through the fucking crack. <laughs> Hi, baby. Hi, oh Ruth. my God. Honey, do you want to come over here? Okay. All right. Well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just sounded like a ostrich. Not, not that I've ever heard what an ostrich sounds like. Be so bad. I just had like a brief moment. I thought yeah, I like was, it. Tinkle was going to come out, and it just came okay. out of my mouth like that. Um, you guys, hey, no, no, <laughs> I kind of like that. Um, you know what? For fuck's sake, fight for social change, and just do what you know in your heart is right. We all know what the right thing is. So fucking stop being quiet. And you know what? Shake your beverages. Not your fucking babies. Bye. Fuck again. I need to stop saying that. (laughs) Well, just... This is a fucking parenting podcast. Goodbye. (laughs) This is bye. This is what we do. Time to hit the bottle there. (laughs)